Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show today. And, you know, I, for those of you listening on the podcast, you don't hear the commercials um, that are played on the radio station, but I, I absolutely love the one that just played, and it's kind of interesting considering my guest today. And it was for the Tides Restaurant, one of my favorite, favorite restaurants in all of Vero Beach. And the way Rhett Palmer does the commercial, it just makes my mouth salivate, and I want all that wonderful fish and everything he's talking about. And it's kind of fascinating because my guest today is Stephanie Leach. She's a health and juice coach to help you create a plant-based food lifestyle. And, you know, here I am listening to this commercial about one of the top restaurants in town. And they do, by the way, have vegan and vegetarian um, items on their menu. And it's just totally wonderful to eat there. But... I met Stephanie, my, my guest that's going to be on the show today, through a mastermind I was a part of with Ryan Lee, who's been a guest on my show. And Stephanie, I want to welcome you to the show today, number one. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. And and I really just want to start out with this. I mean, you're a certified health coach and a certified juice therapist, and we're going to talk about what that all means. But I have one major question for you. How does a woman from the beef and barbecue lovingest state of Texas become a vegetable-loving juice therapist? (laughs) (laughs) It is quite a transformation. Yeah. I grew up in southeast Texas where barbecue brisket is a uh, highly prized competitive art form. So, so yeah, it's, it's been quite a transition. I mean, you're, to go from a community where beef, growing beef, um, finding the best recipes for beef is, as you said, it's a prize-winning thing. I mean, people compete for this and then move to a plant-based diet, it's not a normal sort of path. What, what was the trigger for you that made you realize that plant-based eating and teaching was the right thing for you? Well, you know, during my, my 20s, you know, I had fallen into the pizza and burger lifestyle, and I was kind of aware at that time that my diet wasn't that great, so I had juiced on and off, but I hadn't really made any significant changes to my diet at the time. Um, when I got into my 30s and I had my son, um, the new dietary guidelines come out, and uh, I became aware that I really wasn't eating enough vegetables. I should be eating a lot more. If I really took account of what I was eating throughout the day, there might be one serving of fruit at breakfast. There weren't really any vegetables at lunch because it was usually a burger or a sandwich, and the lettuce didn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for dinner, you know, there was usually a couple of vegetables. Uh, meat was usually the star of the plate. Um, so I was really getting three or four servings a day. Um, which wasn't enough. And I had a child I was raising. So at that point, I just started eliminating a lot of processed food because I had started buying a lot of the frozen food kits and I became aware that a lot of the ingredients in there were not exactly healthy. Uh, So I got rid of the the sodas and the processed food, but I was still eating meat. 
Um, I took a sales job that moved me to Colorado, and um, I was on the road a lot. And I kind of fell back into the pizza burger lifestyle. Um, you know, I was traveling rural Colorado, the Nebraska Panhandle, southern Wyoming, and there just didn't seem like there were a lot of good food options. Um, knowing what I know now, I could have gone to the grocery store and made some different decisions. But So over a period of three years, I think I gained about 25 pounds, which may not sound like a lot to some people, but on my frame, it was a lot. And I was very stressed, and I was, like, all the time tired. So my diet was not supporting my lifestyle. And I ended up resigning from that job in total burnout, not knowing what I was going to do. My hair was falling out. It was bad. And uh, I eventually found another job that allowed me to work from home and and suited me better and that I enjoyed. But I also started studying nutrition. Um, I attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and that's where I got my health coaching certification from. And it introduced me to a lot of different ways of eating. Um, We studied over 100 dietary theories, and that's where I became introduced to a plant-based diet. You know, plant-based diets have been around, well, since forever, right? It was an easy thing for people to do, but yet it's... It seems so foreign to so many people. I mean, yeah, you can go get a salad or or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, going plant based is a struggle for a lot. I was vegan for a year, and you know, I it went really, really well. And then one day, I smelled a hamburger, <laughs> yeah. and I was driving past some place, and they were grilling burgers, and I was like, oh, you know, you start salivating, and and I sort of went back to to doing that i've juiced over the years but it's not i mean the way you described your transition it was a gradual thing but yet you then went all in well i'll tell you why i went all in um there's something published on the world health organization that explains that 80 percent of chronic disease is preventable with diet and lifestyle changes 80% of heart attacks, heart disease, strokes, um, almost all type 2 diabetes, and 40% of cancers are preventable. And that totally blew my mind. Um, Because we know so many people who struggle and are are really suffering from these diseases, and their lives are being cut short. And And in many cases, it's entirely preventable. And that really struck a chord with me and the more I learned and actually looked at the studies um, about you know like caffeine and dairies associated with cancer um, the World Health Organization declared processed meat a class one carcinogen after reviewing hundreds of studies so if I'm not going to smoke because I don't want cancer I'm not going to eat processed meat because I don't want cancer and so that's really the defining moment that allowed me to just make that that big step okay when you say processed meat are you talking deli meat or are you talking hamburger steaks yeah processed meat is anything that is preserved um so it can be deli meat sausage bacon um ham ham was not quite as bad as some of the other processed meats in the studies when it comes to cancer um so, yeah, a lot of foods that people rely on for their lunches and um, breakfast meals 
are, are not contributing to health. They're actually contributing to colorectal cancer and, and prostate cancer. That's kind of frightening. I, I, I've seen the, the study, you know, forks over knives mm-hmm. and a, a number of other things, but yet it just feels a little overwhelming when you start thinking about the the cost to go plant-based and the time to go cost ba- uh, plant-based. Did you find that that was a major struggle for you when you began making the changes? You know, it is not... It, it doesn't actually cost more. Um, when you look at the cost of meat compared to the cost of beans for your protein, like you can take a pound of beans at 99 cents and cook them and you end up with you know the yield of four cans of beans. That works out to about eight cents a serving compared to meat. That is quite a bit less. So you know the, the base of a plant-based diet, which is beans and legumes, whole grains, uh, vegetables, fruit, nuts and seeds, um, those things themselves are not expensive foods, and the preparation time is about the same. It takes me the same amount of time to prep a chicken to put in the oven as it does to cut up a bunch of vegetables and roast them in the oven. So uh, some of it is just in our heads because we haven't done it yet, and there's this mental thing around learning how to cook a little differently or maybe cook some new foods, but um, step by step, if we just like pick one recipe a week and give it a try, over time you build your new go-to recipes, your new family favorites, but it does take time. I love what you just said there about how we have to think differently. And it's, you know, it's like that rut thing. Mm -hmm. We're programmed to think that it's going to be more expensive to eat healthy than it is to eat the way we're doing or it's going to take longer, but you just showed us how not really not so much but if you're willing to buy the beans in the bag versus all the cans and all of that stuff there are alternatives to it and when we come back from our first commercial break in just a moment we're going to talk some more with with stephanie leach here she's a health and juice coach and helps her clients shift to a plant-based lifestyle and You know, I'm having her on because, you know, I need to make some changes into my own life. And, you know, she just fascinated me when I was speaking to her. So we'll be right back with more from Stephanie Leach. Stephanie, before the commercial break, we were talking about how it's not as expensive as most people tend to think it is or as complicated or time consuming as people think it is to begin adding a plant-based diet into their diet are do you have to go all in or are there ways that people can begin adding small things in to help that's a good question you know there are a couple of different ways to approach a whole food plant-based diet Um, you can go all in and one of the benefits of that and or transitioning very quickly over 30 days is that you're able to see the health benefits very quickly. And when you see your cholesterol numbers drop in half or you see your blood pressure come down or you start feeling dramatically better, 
very quickly that can help motivate you to continue with this new lifestyle. Um, if you do it so gradually that, you know, most of your diet is still um, animal-based and you're only doing a few plant-based meals, that can work as long as you continue to make significant changes and, and really try to ramp it up um, to, you know, it, you know, start at 50% if you have to and then move it up to 80% or 90% plant-based. Um, that will help you get and the real benefits and really be able to notice them. It also helps your, your palate to change because as long as you continue to eat heavy foods like, um, you know, pizza or cheeses or heavy oily meats, um, your body will continue to crave that. So it's not until you get some distance from it that your palate actually changes and you, you actually crave the fresher, oil-free foods. For instance, I, after I had been eating plant-based for a while, I was still kind of experimenting a little bit, and I was making bison burgers for my husband. And uh, I thought, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm kind of in the mood for a burger, like you said. You know, you, you smell it, it looks kind of good, so I thought, I can do what I want, I'm going to have a burger. So I, I ate the burger, but I really didn't enjoy it like I used to. I noticed that I could taste the oil slick on my tongue. I, I noticed things about it that I really didn't appreciate anymore, and that was when I realized I had kind of turned the corner from liking meat. I still like some of the flavor profiles. For instance, barbecue. I can still enjoy my barbecue. I can make barbecued um, jackfruit, or there's a product on the market by Butler Foods called Soy Curls. It's actually a whole food product. It's just dried soybeans that have been pressed, and they have a, a texture and consistency like shredded uh, pork or chicken. And so I can still enjoy the flavors that um, I had with meat, but without the saturated fat and the, and the animal protein. So there's two questions that come up for me in there. Let's start out with, with one of them. You're still cooking for your husband, meats and things like that. You said you have a son. Uh-huh. For a lot of my listeners that have attempted to make lifestyle changes like this, moving to juicing or plant-based or whatever they're trying to do, even if it's with exercise, their families don't always want to do the same thing. How, are, how right. do you balance that and what piece of advice would you give to my listeners when they're trying to make a change but their family doesn't necessarily want to? Yeah, this can be the biggest stumbling block. It's a real, it's a real issue. Um, I would say one of the biggest things to do is to just lead by example. You know, no one wants to be told that they need to change what they eat. They're only going to do it when they're ready. And a lot of times they aren't motivated to do that until they see the health benefits that you're experiencing from your changes. Then they're motivated to finally make the change. Um, I'll have to say it's been a, a few years now that I've been cooking plant-based, and my husband now will eat mostly plant-based meals. Occasionally he'll have a sausage or, or something like that. But uh, for a long time I had to master the family add-on. I would cook the base of the meal. Maybe it was a pasta dish or a rice dish or vegetables or whatever it was. And then I would get a plant-based protein added onto it. Maybe it was tofu or beans or something like that, and then I would have um, pre-made 
chicken breasts that I would slice up and add to his or pre-made burgers. You know, you can make a pound of those at a time and stick those away in the freezer. That way I wasn't cooking double every night. Um, I could just use the same base of the meal and then customize it to everyone else's preferences. Okay, so you would make basically what you were planning on eating, which is fully plant-based, and then just an add-on that they could add that was animal-based. Sounds exactly. Like. Okay. So like if you're making tacos, uh, my family's they like bean tacos just as much. So, you know, I can season up pinto beans uh, with taco seasoning. Um, sometimes I'll add some of the... Um, the soy curls that I mentioned, or sometimes it's just beans, and uh, we'll put that in the tacos. And then, you know, for those that want to add shredded cheese, that's available. You know, on mine, I just put um, guacamole. I don't add the sour cream. I have salsa. It's it's still the same flavors. It still tastes great, and um, everyone gets to to make their their meal satisfy them. All right. Now, you said your husband tends to eat predominantly plant-based now. Does he do that when he's not in the house? <laughs> I would say, yeah, he eats the plant-based meals that I cook at home. Um, outside, you know, he, he's out and about all day long. So that's been a back-and-forth um, transition for him. Uh, he Right now, he's focused on juicing. And so he's taking uh, 32 ounces of juice uh, for breakfast, and then he's having a smoothie often at lunch, and that helps him avoid a lot of the fast food stops and uh, cutting back on, you know, sodas and things like that. So he's, you know, on his own path to health, and I fully support whatever decisions that, that he wants to make. How long has it taken you to really feel that, this is who you are now and the way you eat and it's it's no longer habit it's just is well you know i was looking back at my blog because the the food on the blog tells you where i was at in that journey and um i guess it was three years ago almost that my mind was kind of blown about how much power we really have over our health you know, that we don't have to develop the diseases of our relatives. We can, we can really create dynamic health. And so I guess it took maybe a year to really kind of get, you know, grounded and learn some of the new techniques um, and foods that, that I enjoy that can satisfy, you know, my own cravings. Um, you know, you can make a learn, learn how to make a good cashew cheese sauce. You know, you can dip your, your chips in that. Um, so I guess it's been a couple of years now that I really feel like I'm grounded in this this way of eating. I've found that for myself, I can maintain something for, say, a few weeks. And then, you know, stress starts to get in the way and your vegan tends to require a little more planning then stuff you can just throw in your freezer, at least from my perspective. Are there things that people can do to make it easier so that in those moments of high stress, you can easily grab something besides potato chips or pretzels or pizza or a burger or whatever might be out and about? I keep um, plant-based 
protein bars and things like that in my purse. I always have one in my purse. There's never, I never have an excuse to go hit a fast food drive-thru. If I'm out shopping and it goes past when I would normally have lunch, uh, I start getting really hungry, you know, that's when you can start to make bad choices. So I'll have a baggie of almonds and raisins that I can go to, or I'll have a Vega or some other um, brand of um, plant-based nutrition bar that I can eat that will give me healthy sustenance that, you know, can help me get to that next meal. Um, yeah, so th- things like that can help help get you down the road to, to better food choices. Okay, and we're going to head into the national news in just a, a few seconds here. But when we come back, Stephanie, let's talk some more about things that people can begin to do to integrate a plant-based lifestyle, some simple juices or recipes that they can do. And we'll be back, everyone, in just a few moments with Stephanie Leach, health and juice coach for your plant-based lifestyle. Welcome back, everyone. If you're joining us live on iHeartRadio, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here with Stephanie Leach. If you're on the podcast, it was instantaneous, and you didn't have to listen to the national news, which is always kind of interesting here in America. And I say here in America because this show is listened to on replay in over 62 countries. So I never know what time zone somebody's in or where where they're listening from. So either way, welcome. And my guest today is Stephanie Leach, and we've been talking about how somebody from the state of Texas where competitive brisket barbecue is um, a lifestyle and a um, sort of a cult follow, cult-like following becomes a health coach for plant-based whole food diets and juicing. And Stephanie, the first half of the show, we talked quite a bit about what it really means to be living a plant-based lifestyle, how you helped your family move to it, and that it wasn't easy because, you know, you used to have to cook beef for them and, and other things. But one thing you said in the first half really struck with me that this show is all about, which is about shifting perspectives and perceptions. And you did that for me as well because... I keep saying, oh, it's so expensive to just eat all the fruits and vegetables, which I pay anyway, And it's, but it's more time-consuming. And you explained how it's really no different than preparing chicken to cook and doing all of that. So how does somebody begin? Like, what can they begin to do to change how they're eating? Well, they could begin with breakfast. Um you know, breakfast, a lot of people eat uh, cereal for breakfast, sometimes with fresh fruit, and that can be made very healthy as long as it's a, a low-sugar option. Um, muesli, you know, like um, oats, oatmeal, that sort of thing, steel-cut oats, I tend to eat that in the winter and the summer. Um, you can find um, pretty healthy cereals, like Kashi makes um, a wheat biscuit cereal that's pretty low in sugar. And if you combine that with a plant milk, like um, an organic soy milk or an unsweetened almond milk and, you know, some fresh berries, maybe a sprinkle of hemp seed, you've got a very nourishing um, breakfast that will hold you for quite some time. And it's very similar to what you've used to been eating. Um, Yeah, hold on on one sec. Yet some of the cereals have been 
you know, they have additives in them, right, that give you new, uh, vitamins and nutrition and, and things like that, although they tend to have a lot of sugar, a lot of them. Yeah. So how do you well, make sure you're getting enough protein in your breakfast, or doesn't it matter? Well, you know, grains have protein. You know, all plant foods have a combination of carbohydrates, fat, and protein. And um, so if you, you know, organic soy milk is a whole food, and that will provide more protein than an almond milk or uh, another nut milk. So you can use that as an option. Um, really, Americans get twice the amount of protein they need. So there's a lot of concern around protein, but really if we just eat a varied diet, we, we get what we need. We only need about 10% protein. Um, what we're really missing is fiber, and so you're going to get that with a cereal that includes whole grains. So you're looking for something that is as minimally processed as possible. Um, look at the ingredient list. Look at the amount of sugar. Um, a lot of grocery stores also have these uh, food um, ANSI scores. Uh, you may not have noticed on the tags. And so you can look at those tags and the, the least processed a, a cereal is and lowest in sugar, you know, you'll see that number go up showing its um, nutritional value. You said ANSI score? What is that? I think it's A-N-S-I-I is what it's based on. And so it's a, I forget the name of the doctor that um, created it. You can see it in Kroger stores and King Supers, and I'm not sure if it's in other grocery stores. It's, uh, it's a number in a circle. A lot of people don't notice um, another thing they could do is if they're used to eating eggs, um, they can learn to make a really good tofu scramble. Um, organic tofu is also a, a whole soy food that's shown to prevent cancer rather than cause it. And you can um, saute your onions and bell peppers and then you crumble in this tofu and use your salt and pepper. And there's a little trick you can do. You can add um, a salt called Kala Namak if I'm pronouncing that right. It's an Indian salt that has a very uh, sulfurous um, taste to it. So when you sprinkle that on your eggs, you get that egg taste because tofu is really a blank slate. It's going to pick up whatever seasoning you put on it. So you can add that and a little bit of soy sauce and some other things. And before you know it, you've got a really delicious um, scramble that you can eat with your toast or uh, to put into a tortilla. So really... The key, it sounds like the key is to figure out what flavor, let's say, profiles you like, if you like salty, if you like sweet, if you like mm -hmm. spicy, and add that into whatever plant you're, you're eating. So if it's exactly. tofu, adding the taco seasonings or whatever, or the Indian seasonings, if it's... Um, steamed broccoli don't just leave it as steamed broccoli put spices all over it exactly so you can eat you know steamed plain broccoli with you know if that's what you like or you know a, a good sauce can go a long way to making <clears throat> vegetables taste better especially if you're not used to eating them um, so learning to make a, a cashew cheese dip which is really easy that can be um, poured onto a baked potato or um Let's see, some other things that you could do, especially if you're trying to lose weight, is to just um, make a green juice for breakfast, you know, 24 to 32 ounces of juice instead of um, breakfast. You know, it's made from cucumber and celery, um, some apple, ginger, some greens like kale or spinach. And that's very grounding. It's low in calories, but it provides you with 
gosh, you probably get your, an entire day's worth of nutrition in that one <laughs> juice, um, and that can go a long way to helping uh, lower inflammation and help you lose weight and feel better. Do you need a juicer, or can you just use a blender or like one of those ninjas that people have or the Nutribullets? That's a great question. Um, they are different um, processes. So a blender, when you put food in a blender, you usually have to add, you know, there's usually a little bit of vegetables, uh, but you usually have to add some liquid to it to get it going, and all of the insoluble fiber is maintained in the smoothie, and smoothies are great, and they definitely have a place in a healthy diet, um, but when it comes to juicing, a juicing machine actually separates the insoluble fiber from the liquid. So the insoluble fiber goes out one chute, and the juice, all of the nutrition and the, the phytochemicals and the uh, soluble fiber is still there. That goes into your juice glass. And what that enables you to do is get several pounds, in some cases, of vegetables into a juice glass. And so your body processes that very quickly. Within 15 to 20 minutes, it's putting it to work. It didn't have to put work toward digestion, so it's able to put work toward DNA repair and uh, cleaning up your body and getting rid of toxins. Um, it gives you energy, so it supplies you with the nutrition that you need, so you don't have to go hungry. Um, but it, it's just a, it's a different process because you're removing that insoluble fiber. And really, the foods that you're juicing are not high-fiber foods. Um, you're getting your fiber mostly from uh, beans and uh, lentils and grains. So you get your fiber from other meals during the day. And then the juicing can help you with the weight. That's how I got rid of my last 10 pounds and got down to my goal weight in my late 40s, was combining the juicing with a plant-based diet. Okay, so if you are going to juice then it's using a juicer it sounds like you need to make sure you're getting the fiber somewhere else yes fiber is still part of a healthy diet now the insoluble fiber in like apple juice and carrot juice that can help lower your ldl oxidation and help bind to cholesterol and carry it out of your body so that is still in the juice um, the insoluble fiber is good for colon health you know it sweeps the colon and so you get that from your other meals during the day. But you really want to make sure that you're balancing things. I, I, I know a lot of vegans that they think they're vegan and <laughs> what they're eating all day is breads and carbohydrates and pastas mm -hmm. and they're not getting a lot of the other things. Yes, it is possible. There is a difference. Yeah, so you know, there, when people think about a whole food plant-based diet, they often think about a vegan diet. Um, the vegan diet is, is just the absence of, you know, animal products, whereas the whole food plant-based diet, many vegans do eat a, a whole food plant-based diet, uh, is focused on the nutritional value and really getting the uh, fruits and vegetables into their diet. Is there some place that, and I, I know you have a, a wonderful website as well, it's uh, stephanieleach.com, but where somebody who's starting out who can feel overwhelmed by this whole idea, C 
can say, I mean, we laid out some breakfasts. We kind of laid out some lunches, maybe not so much dinner other than going down the, the Mexican route with beans and tacos and things like that. But is there, you know what? We're going to continue that after this, uh, our last commercial break. This way we okay. don't get cut off. <laughs> so hang on one minute. We'll be right back, everybody, with Stephanie Leach talking about how you can begin to add a vegetarian, veg, a whole food, plant-based diet in very simply and easily, one meal at a time. Stephanie, I had asked you the question and then I went, oh, we're going to go to the commercial break first before I have you answer it. So are there resources for people who want to begin to integrate this kind of whole food, plant-based diet in without feeling overwhelmed? Absolutely. There's quite a number of resources now, um, some websites and some books. Um, I can recommend a couple of cookbooks. There is the Plant Pure Nation cookbook and the Plant Pure Nation uh, Kitchen cookbook. They have two, and there are a lot of really good, familiar-looking dinner recipes and lunch recipes um, in that cookbook that can help people get started. Those are the meals that were used in the Plant Pure Nation movie uh, when they were doing the jump starts with people and preparing meals for them for 10 days, and they all really liked the meals. So I would recommend those two uh, cookbooks um, as well as ForksOverKnives.com. They, they have a great movie to watch on Netflix. They also have a cookbook, and there are many recipes on their website. Um, on my own website, I have a free six-day uh, juice and plant-based meal menu that they uh, people can download. I also have a whole food plant-based diet action guide to help people get started and some other um, free downloads with juice recipes and um, that sort of thing. And then for, for support, I work with clients one-on-one in a six-week um, transition program to help them transition to um, a diet that is customized for them. Uh, to meet their unique circumstances and preferences. Um, There's also, I have a free Facebook group called Juicing and Plant-Based Diet Support uh, where people can come in and get support because it's really important to hear what other people are going through and the solutions that they found and be part of a community so that you can stay motivated and, and make these doable changes that stick. I think that's so critical is to have support when somebody is beginning to make changes like this because as we talked about earlier you know your husband and son weren't on board in the beginning and I would imagine that that had to be really hard and it's easy to just go I'm just not going to bother yeah that that happens and I have to admit I had moments where I was just wanting to throw up my hands and say you know it's just too much it's just too hard um, but, you know, they passed, and I had my, my motivation behind me. I was really uh, determined to create really good health. I wanted my energy, and I wanted to be able to go and do things as I age and not not be um, hampered by illnesses and medications. So uh, it just took time, to, and I would say I encourage communication, just open and honest communication. You know, tell your family, look, this is what, I, what I'm doing. I realize you're an adult. You can make your own decisions. Um, you know, tell me what, what you need, you know, especially if you're the one doing all the cooking. And uh, just make sure that you're communicating about it so that, because there's a lot of emotion around food. 
Yes. Uh, let the people know. Let your friends and family know you love them. You still want to come over and visit. You're happy to bring a meal to share, and uh, and you're really there for them. You know, you're there to see them. All right. So that that leads me to you know another sort of potential trap that could happen for people. You are going. You're invited to somebody's house or you're going out to dinner with friends or family, how do you work that into it? You know, if my own family, they're, they're pretty good about, you know, making sure we go to a place where there's at least a salad or a baked potato or, you know, something that, you know, I'll enjoy eating. Um, there are some restaurants where the, the options are very limited, but most restaurants will have something that that I can eat, and then I'll enjoy eating. A lot of places have bean burgers now um, or plant-based burgers available. Um, you know, you can always modify the meals and take off the cheese and that sort of thing. Um, going to people's houses, I just assure them that I'm happy to bring something to share, and they do not have to make changes to what they're cooking, and I will bring a dish that everyone will enjoy that happens to include a plant-based protein, and then that, you know, there's usually a salad or something there that I could eat along with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm really there to share the meal and enjoy their association. And it's, it's less about exactly what I'm eating and more about um, getting together and really, really um, relaxing around a meal. Well, I have to say you've certainly eliminated during this interview, during this conversation, a lot of barriers that people would put up about, well, my family, how do I deal with them? Uh, what do I eat for breakfast? What do I eat for lunch? How do I get those flavors that I like? I mean, if you can still enjoy barbecue without the brisket, but still get all the flavors, then pretty much it's something that anybody can do. If they want to. If they want to, they can absolutely do it. But isn't that the key, right? You have to really mm-hmm. want it. You have to have some calling or passion or something that is more important than eating that burger or that steak or that piece of chicken and it's not that there's anything wrong with eating that it's just there has to be something stronger than that for you it sounds like that and and also believing that your preferences can change you know I often hear people say you know well you know life isn't worth living unless I can enjoy you know eating what I like to eat um, but that's um, that's assuming your your preferences will never change. And what we what we're fueling our bodies with is is what our bodies will crave. You know, our gut bacteria are based on what what we're eating. And so, if we're used to eating a um, animal based diet, our gut bacteria will will want us to keep eating that. And when it we change, uh, our preferences change. And we re- you really do learn to crave a kale salad. You may think it'll never happen, but um, there are fruits and veggies and meals that are without animals that are animal products that you'll really learn to enjoy. It's so funny that you said kale salad because it's it's the one that I just can't. I I just don't like the taste or the texture and I keep trying and going yes I'll learn to like this and then I'm like you know know what I'd rather have Swiss chard or spinach that's fine you know what (laughs) don't let that one green prevent you from eating all the others and uh yeah there's things that 
I don't know. I think the only vegetable I don't like is okra, which is very unsouthern of me. But uh, yeah, I like most of the others. There's a, a great tweet that you just said that anybody who's out there listening, try tweet it out. Um, believe your preferences can change. I, I really love that because so often we tend to put up a limiting belief that there's no way, as you said, that I would ever like eating plant-based or that I'll ever like kale or spinach or whatever. But if you believe that you can, that your perceptions can change, your taste buds can change, then give it a try. It's like the little kid that refuses to eat spinach and then 10 years later, that's their favorite food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Trying the, these foods different ways, different preparation methods. You know, if all you've ever had is canned green beans, then, you know, that's nothing compared to a fresh green bean. They taste totally different. And depending on how you prepare your food can influence, you know, how much you like it or, or don't like it. And use use the spices. There's nothing that says you can't put barbecue all over your tofu <laughs> or right. over your beans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you have a favorite barbecue sauce? I do like the Stubbs brand. It's a very clean ingredient list. It's got ingredients that I would use in my own home. And I like the spicy, spicy one, but my son prefers the sweet heat version and so that's my go-to barbecue sauce i could make it from scratch but i don't always have time and that's the other thing you don't have to make everything from scratch you can cook beans from scratch but canned beans are definitely appropriate and are are still very inexpensive so don't make it too hard on yourself thinking you've got to cook everything from scratch (laughs) thank you for that because (laughs) sometimes we go all in and we go all in ridiculously where it consumes your entire life just to make one meal and it doesn't have to be that way and your website again, Stephanie? It's stephanieleach.com. It's Stephanie with a P-H, and my last name is L-E-A-C-H.com. Okay. And you have wonderful resources up there. I've been up to your site. You have a great blog that you post. So thank you so much for being here today. And everybody, there's a Facebook group as well from Stephanie. Reach out to her if you're even considering this, because she's got some really great solutions to help you, even if you just start with one meal. Right, Stephanie? Great. Just thank you, Laura. I appreciate you being here and everybody, you know, I love hamburgers and beef, but I've started trying to introduce some more fruits and vegetables into my lifestyle. Every time I want to grab um, a piece of chocolate or candy, I'm grabbing a piece of fruit now and it's starting to make a difference for me. So I want to thank Stephanie for being on the show and showing us that it doesn't have to be hard. You know, life doesn't have to be overly complicated. You can just start small, make small changes, and it can make a big difference into your life as long as you're willing to believe your preferences can change. So thanks for being here again with me, everybody. Remember, the right questions can change your life. Have a great day and hug someone you love. Oh, and uh, grab some fruits and vegetables. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.